the Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about conversion stories. But Yay. first, a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor for this episode is on Taco Mobile Taco Stand. If you're looking for the best tacos in the valley, look no further. Let Don Taco cater your next event, whether it's a birthday party, quinceañera, or a wedding. They will bring to you the tastiest tacos made with the freshest of ingredients. Book them today. Go to DonTacoCatering.com to learn more. That's DonTacoCatering.com. You can also find them on Instagram. At DonTacoMTS. Yeah. There you go. Follow us. And now to the episode. Okay, so um, in our previous episode, we were talking about why Barbatus, why Solanas Casey and all of that. If you haven't uh, checked it out, um, you can find it in our feed. Today, we, um, we're going to talk about um, a, a, a little topic that we touched on um, in our intro episode, which was our conver conversion stories. How do we get here? Why... Are we Catholic? Pretty much. And um, I'm just going to kick it off um, just saying that uh, I was born in Monterrey, Mexico, and um, in a Catholic family. And um, I kind of took a detour from the faith around my 20s to the point where I had like this very existential crisis of like, what am I doing Uh, what do I stand for? What do I believe in? And um, I didn't know what to do. And the Catholic faith didn't seem something that I identified with, mainly because, you know, it's, oh, that's the faith of like my grandma who makes us pray the rosary on Christmas Eve and, and things like that. And I have to also give you some cultural context that, you know, if you were... Mexican in the 80s, you were probably poorly catechized as an adult. <laughs> and uh, we were doing all these things that are traditions, but you're not necessarily being taught why you do such things in the profound religious um, significance of those things. It's very sentimental. Right. So for us, it was like, oh, those are the things that you do. But there was no connection of like why and yeah or this is how this is leading you towards jesus or a relationship with god it was more like do this or you go to hell mm -hmm. you know evangelization um by fear yeah by Scared intimidation <laughs> evangelization as intimidation so fast forward to walter in his mid-20s um One of my good friends uh, from college, actually my best friend from college, he... Um, Wait, you have other best friends? <laughs> from college. That's uh, why I, I made the okay. differentiation. My best friend from college. So Calm I down. I started getting a little red over there. <laughs> no me digas eso, Walter. Don't be jealous. No me digas eso. I, I am more para todos. Um, <laughs> there's love for everybody. So, Otto, very good friend of mine, and... Um, he's he's to the point that he is um one of my son's uh, godfather um he's always been catholic since ever since i i knew him and i met him in 2001 
Um, so I've known him for almost 20 years. And um, I, I told I told him because we has we have such a good friendship. I was like, I don't know, man. Like I am thinking about exploring other religions like Buddhism or, or something like that. And um, because, you know, you have friends that can they can tell you things as they are and you're not going to get mad at them. It's like, I think that you should learn your faith first. And if you don't like what your faith has to offer, then you can walk away from it. But don't make decisions um, before you give it a good, honest try. And I was like, okay. I did not dismiss his um, his advice. Um, and then he didn't leave it at that. He also gave me or extended to me an invitation to go to his home parish um, to take a workshop on prayer. So there is this kind of famous program from a Spanish priest on how to pray um, that's called Talleres de Oración y Vida. So it's pretty much a workshop on, on prayer and life where um, I think it must have been the first time that someone told me that God loved me, which is sounds kind of silly to think that it was the first time that it happened um, in, in, in your mid-20s. Um, I think that's my laptop that is doing that. Sorry if you're, you're hearing that buzzing. <laughs> um, that's like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> we're fine, guys. Not the boiler that is going to explode. <laughs> so, um, so I started going to, to that um, workshop and learning more and more about how uh, prayer is, is important for for us as Catholics and and the figure as uh, God the Father as a very uh, as a loving father it's like someone that, that loves me and created me and the reason why I was created is to love and know and serve him and eventually get back to him in heaven um, so this put everything in in perspective um, I started going to mass again um but obviously I wasn't receiving communion because I was still um, a little bit hesitant of going back to the sacrament of uh, reconciliation because it had been 10 years that I hadn't gone to confession. So you can only imagine um, the one time that I went back to confession, it was like a general confession. Um, I do. I remember that on the first right of the month, they would have um, adoration and confessions during the whole time. So I was one of the first people in line and um, I get into the confessional and I tell the priest, forgive me, Father, if I have sinned. It's been 10 years since my last confession. The priest did like, clear my schedule. <laughs> you know, it felt like that. Uh, Rosita, dime a los demás que se vayan con otro padre, por favor. He would have said because it was in Mexico. Um, but, um, you know, he he was so good to me um, in that he led me through my confession and went like, he was pretty much like, have you done this? Yes. Have you done this? Yes. Have you done this? Yes. You know, let's just, let's just say that all 10 of the commandments I, 
on that <laughs> some capacity or other so um it was like such a weight lifted off my shoulders um that time that um uh, you know i experienced like this um nurturing of my soul that had been starved for so long that now is like okay well let's begin anew um it, which you know it's a um i guess that's the best way that i could uh define it as uh, a new beginning um that's a reference to star wars isn't it new beginning no, a new hope. A new hope. A new hope. Come on, uh, Walter. I'm sorry. Jeez. Everybody, there was probably someone screaming at their phone right now. Um. Anyways, it's it's a very funny. Now I can read about. It. I can laugh about it. Not not read about it, but the first time that I received communion after I went to confession because I could right. So I think it was on a Friday that I went to confession, and then on Sunday I went to mass, and uh, it was time for communion. So I was walking down the aisle to receive communion and i i got the gift of tears um uncontrollable like ugly crying tears sobbing sobbing walking down yes, to receive jesus <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 like snot running down my nose ugly 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 what rosita thought what could you imagine what rosita thought like you know, Rosita, the person oh, yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she was like, ¿Qué le pasa este muchacho? Um, but, you know, it was like, oh, I, I, I get to receive Jesus, right? Which um, at that point in time, uh, you know, going to mass and not receiving communion is like going to, you know, a, a, a feast and not eating anything. So um, ever since then, I, I, I don't want to say that I've been perfect since then i, I still <laughs> need the sacrament of reconciliation um very frequently actually but um i think that was a decisive point where i had to make the decision for myself to say okay we're doing this now and there's nobody that is making me do this this is my decision and i want to uh, make up for the the time that I've lost. So I started catechizing myself and reading more about the faith. And the the fact that, um, that there are martyrs in the church is it's the one thing that sealed the deal for me that there is people, humans, that have decided that they want to die for the faith um before even thinking about denying Christ um that they've been persecuted and and all sorts of things um so that is just like okay there is something very valuable here that people are willing to give their lives for i want in on that um and then ever since then um finding my vocation i think that has been like the next chapter in my walk of faith, because yeah, it's really nice to practice the faith and trying to um, have a relationship with, with Jesus. But I think I had to have that before I met my wife, Diana, um, because do you remember Alyssa? 
-hmm. Alyssa was working with Zach. Mm -hmm. And Alyssa saw me because I was helping with the youth group at St. John of Arc. So she saw that at that point I was already on the way to like be a faithful Catholic man. So she was like, well, I have a friend that I would like to introduce to you. And that's his, that is now my, my wife. So it's very providential that I had to move from Monterrey to Phoenix. I was actually there when you oh, met yeah, your wife. Right. Yeah. You were there the night yeah, that I met we, the were, we met at where? What do you like to call this place? <laughs> <laughs> the honky tonk place. <laughs> we went to the the least conducive place for having conversation with mm -hmm. someone is um, the Toby Keys. I love this bar. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I mean, they, you guys like, you know, hit kicked it, it off, hit, yeah. hit it off. That's the word I was looking for. Not kicked it off, hit it off. And just your on your on our way back home, just your your excitement was was super funny. I don't know if you remember, but well, yeah, I was like, she's the one, guys. Yeah, she's like, the one. So how do you think I did? So was our <laughs> like conversation a flowing? Any notes? And then our, um, uh, one of our friends was in the car with us, and we're like, oh, you know, you guys look great. Yeah, it was awesome. And then like a minute of silence. But what else did you guys see? Like, how was it? Were they were Walter? There you sparks? did fine, bro. I know. I was. I was pretty excited. That was one of the things that you know. Like, I knew. Uh, I knew that I wanted to be a dad long before I met Diana, um, and I think that's one of the things that not a lot of men want to be dads. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it, I, but to me, it was like, yeah, no, I feel like I would. That sounds like something that I want to do. Um, so um, now, uh, finding my vocation to to be a married husband, I was like, okay, that this sounds very nice in paper. Um, but you know, we all experience our vocation in a different way, where um, it comes with a lot of sacrifice, and that. It can also just maybe we can talk about this for a future episode, like white martyrdom. That's not bloody, but we are called to like die to ourselves as husbands okay. and fathers every day. So um fast forward to 2014, Diana and I got married, and uh, that was around the time that I gave that uh, testimony on uh, adoration because Diana and I used to do like a holy hour every week. She was in California. I was here. And then we would like have a, a phone date because we were long distance for, for nine months. Um, so those kind of things that you're like, okay, any other um, person would be like, this is too much work, you know? But because we knew and that it was, we invited God into our relationship we, we had this piece about being long distance and about not being together all the time uh, that when we got to live in the same city, it it it, it was wonderful, but it, it, it was like the next step on like a set of different things that we needed to sort out before um, we got married. And then after we got married, you know, trying to go to, to conceive and have children, then raising said children that there's uh, three of them outside of the womb, one inside of the womb. <laughs> so, um, it, it, and you'll probably hear more stories about our children um, as the episodes progress, but that is where I am at 
right now to the point where um i think that the, getting to know the faith and being able to share the faith with other men um in a way that it was not shared with me i think that i owe that to the future generations and how i pass that on to my boys and to my daughter um because it's so beautiful the faith is so beautiful the traditions um it, it is such a great gift that it has been entrusted to us that it feels greedy not to share it you know um that's yeah so i, I think that's a good way to to live at it there and then have a good segue for um one of the two of you to so pick it up in, from there. In the previous episode, if you guys caught it, it was uh, said that Walter and I are the same person. <laughs> and and he just gave another example of why that is true. Get the ready one. to hear the same story. Wait, do, do, we say, do we say any examples of how we are the same person in the previous one? No, but we, we hinted at it. Okay. And here's the first example. Here we go. You just said that you and Diana were long distance for nine months, right? Do you know it was exactly nine months? Yeah. Because Caro and I were long distance for nine months. We didn't know. I didn't know this until today, guys. Yeah. We, I just found out because he said that story because I was in college and we were long distance for nine months. Exactly. <laughs> Give or take, you know, I'm not going to be, but it wasn't like two years. It was for it the was purposes like of the story. Let's say nine months. It was, le <laughs> it was definitely less than a year because we met around. July, we started dating around August, and then I graduated like May. So I'm, I'm literally counting my fingers as Walter's telling that story right now to see if it's actually nine months. <laughs> because why wouldn't it? Exactly. Right? Like I said, for the purposes of the story, it's nine months. Um, well, back, back, back up a little bit. Yeah. The genesis of your conversion oh. story. Well, mine isn't necessarily, I, I don't know if we're calling it conversions or reversions. Because conversion for me is something no, that's, that's right. never been. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing. Catholic. We need to say that we're all cradle yeah, Catholics. We're all cradle Catholics, mm -hmm. right? For um, those that don't know, cradle Catholic means that you're born into the faith. Into you're the not converted from anything else. And same thing. You know, I think it's, it's um, not only because Walter and I are the same person, but <laughs> a lot of... Um, Mexicans, I think, have a similar story that their faith is always more traditional and sentimental. And cultural. that's the basic cultural, uh, big, big cultural. Um, and that's kind of like the base for it. That's probably the main reason, I would think, um, if I had to put money on it, why so many youngsters leave the faith. Right? Because they don't have the right base of, of this to, to a point where they get out of that age of fear where, where mom's threats are no longer, Te vas a ir al infierno. you know, when that stuff starts having no weight. Right. And we know how that works, Correct. how effective that is. Um, and, and parents, I guess, don't have the, the information or the, or the catechesis themselves to be able to, tell their children to give them that why to give them that reason to give them that uh, uh broader history in in context to to the why right to why 
uh, grown man is in tears and in, in line to receive Holy Communion, right? There's no fundamental knowledge that parents have for them to, to keep their ch children in the faith. So for me, it was kind of similar, right? It was very, very just like uh, um, above the surface kind of faith. We always went to like mass and Christmas and my mom was very, my mom and dad were very good about taking us to, to mass as a family. And my mom forced us to pray the rosary and it was the longest hour of my life. You know? <laughs> um, with the Loreto litanies and with everything. With the Loreto litanies. Yeah. And like, yeah it Mexican be, style. Like an hour and 20 was, was a good day. You know, it was short. Um, <laughs> it was the express version. But other other than that, you know, I think it was it was just never like a topic of conversation at, at home. It was always kind of like a Sunday Catholic, and my mom was very devout, you know, to the rosary, still is to this day. Um, my dad a little more just like he went to mass and he did his thing and focused on his work. And But at home, we really didn't live it other than your typical lent or your typical christmas celebrations you know we really didn't live the faith that that much um but no i i grew up in the youth groups as well you know like started going to youth group when i was like 11 or 12 or whatever like the, the like the lower bracket uh and then i because my brother was uh, a youth minister and he was actually like contemplating priesthood uh at one point and so I said, well, I'm just going to do what he does. He was an altar server. I was an altar server when I came of age. And so I was just like doing what I thought was expected of me as a Catholic kid, right? Because he did it. And when I got into my teens, I got really interested in music and learned to play guitar. And I joined the, the choir at church. I know a lot of people are going to cringe, right? But yes, <laughs> in Mexico, we play guitars in our choirs. Um, it's fine. It's, it's uh, the the renewal movement. Yeah, we don't have anything against it. Yeah, totally. We <laughs> lived it, and 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 in many ways, that was the way that I became very very involved. Right? I mean, um, with with the church, and I spent literally my whole weekend there. As a teenager, I didn't go out. I, I was invested in that because I became a youth minister after that, and and and. Um, so all my week kind of was preparing for the weekend to go and help or, or serve other teens. Right? Wait, so am I the only one that hasn't been a youth minister out of the three of us? I think so. <laughs> That's pretty funny. What a loser. So then we... <laughs> Just kidding. So it was kind of like that way up until I was ready to go to college, right? So I went to college and as it happens to, again, many uh, youngsters when they go off to college, I veered away from the faith uh, temporarily. Um, I guess I wasn't conditioned to, you know, to go to mass because I was on my own and my mom wasn't like telling me, Vas a misa, you know? Um, so I, I veered away, never really like separated myself completely. Um, but I was, um, needless to say that I missed a couple of, uh, masses here and there. Um, and then towards my third year towards the end of my third year in college that's when I met my now wife Carolina and she was also uh, a youth minister in her parish so we kind of had that in common and we kicked it off you know it was beautiful from the beginning um again nine months wait, wait. 
<laughs> she was not in the same college, right? No, no, no. She was still in our hometown and I was in Hermosillo. God. So for context. Um, and then the, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of like everything came back, right? She was very, very, she, she went to World Youth Day uh, and saw St. John Paul II there in, um, I think it was Toronto. Um, and she had just come back from that trip when I met her and she, she was inflamed in the faith, right? I mean, how, how couldn't you? And I was kind of just like coming back from college and that very, I don't know what I want to do with, you know, faith and stuff like that. I, I stopped going to mass at that point. But then I met her and um, she she talked very differently about the faith, you know, in a way that I wasn't used to, uh, in, a, in a more intellectual way. She's the smartest person I know. And to this day, you know, she teaches me uh, a, a lot. And so that kind of like grew our relationship because we had that background in common and and we really wanted to grow our faith together. Um, so cut to um, the men's retreat where I met Ivan. Um, that's kind of where I knew that I needed really to step up my game because being a youth minister, I served in so many retreats, right? I can't even count them. I gave so many talks. Uh, I knew it kind of like off of the paper, off of the page, but I really didn't know the 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 meat of the bone. You know what I mean? Um, the why, like you were uh, alluding to uh, a little bit ago. Honestly, when I met you at that retreat, I didn't even see that. Like how you presented yourself, mm -hmm. it looked you looked like somebody that, who like knew the faith, who was like in it. I was like, man, this guy is. I was. This guy's on fire. I'm. I'm. I'm a. That started it for me. Wow. Because I had spent um, maybe like a three, three or four months in um, parents' classes because our kids got to the point where they needed to get the sacraments. Mm. So when we knew that St. Joan, were, that was going to be our parish, that was where we registered. Um, and we were like, okay, sweet. The kids are going to be in class for two hours every Tuesday and date night. Right, we're <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise! They had told us that we had to be part of the class as well, and um, didn't sit with us very well because we thought, you know, it's like, come on, we we know this, you know, I mean, mm. we, we don't we don't have to be here, but okay. <laughs> whatever, we'll check the box. And and it was it was how so about I take a quiz, and depending on my grade, exactly, <laughs> yeah, just my like like my English test when I went to college, I aced it, and I didn't take an English class all college long. So I thought it was going to be the same scenario, and it wasn't. Uh, so it, it wasn't, you know. I think uh, that class with Michael Garibaldi uh, was the best thing that could have happened to me, you know. And and I really started getting very engaged in scripture, which had never happened to me before. Well, yeah, you're Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. So so we Let's did like we did Lectio Divina, you know, every 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 session. And it was just so nice to talk about our faith uh with other people on, on that day, you know, to a point that it was like I look forward to it. It's like, ah, oh, it's Tuesday, sweet. I get, I get to go to class, you know. So so I guess Michael saw like something that that I was really engaged because I asked a lot of questions and I raised my hand a lot and whatnot. Um, so that he in that we us. are also the same person. Yeah. <laughs> so that he invited me to to be part of the men's retreat that they were putting together, where again where I met Ivan and 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 we were part of that core group that that put a retreat. We went up to Pine Top, I think, mm -hmm. and it was yep. a great long weekend. And 
But when I met the other guys in the team, people like Ivan, you know, um, a, a lot of other guys that I'm not going to like call out right now, but I saw that they, they got it. They got it together. That's where I need to be. You know, they were so smart. They knew everything uh, about their faith. They were confident about it. They I do know talk. everything about the faith. That's true. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, you know, that we started doing uh, uh, liturgy at uh, the hours one night and I had never in my life known what liturgy of the hours was. I didn't know that such thing existed. Wow. You know, so I was just very ignorant about the faith. Other than your basics, your fundamentals, I knew very little about. You knew the creed, the Our Father, the Hail Mary. Pretty much. (laughs) That was Uh, my catechism preparation for First Communion. That's that's catechism for a lot of us. So that's that's where I was, right? So when I came to that retreat and, and I lived it, and I was part of the of the of the group, and I heard these talks, and 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 I started getting more uh, exposed to the life of the saints and stuff like that. I was just like, oh my gosh, I've I am I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> you know, pointing back to, uh, and and for me that was it. You know, I think being part of that core group really pushed me to the point where I was like, like you said, I was reading on my own. I was seeing a lot of videos of, of, of life of the saints uh we started being a lot more intentional about how we lived our faith you know um uh, living like the liturgical calendar a lot more and really uh, um inculcating this this richness of tradition uh in in our kids right and we would live the faith in our home not just when we came to mass and that's kind of like how we live our lives right i mean around our faith not just sunday catholics um which so, is you know it's, it's better than no sunday catholic correct but, yeah you know, I mean, there's there's kind of like a rhythm god works with you where you it. are you mm-hmm. know i think the best place that you can be if you're doubting is or, or or confused is at mass i mean you you can never go wrong you know even if you're having those doubts or whatever um but yeah, I mean, for us in, in growing up, and the, I see the contrast now, right, of seeing that I was a Sunday Catholic when I was growing up. Um, and now it's just like it's an everyday Catholic type of life that we live. And um, and it's really refreshing and scary at the same time because there's so much to learn. Right. Right. So vast. And, and, and we want to make sure that we, um, first of all, get ourselves to heaven get our kids to heaven get as many people as we can to heaven um and it's all written down for us right i mean the 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 game the game plan is already there for us it's just um and that's another thing that really spoke to me about doing a a podcast because that's another thing that's going to force me to be like okay you gotta can't just be talking stuff right i mean you know (laughs) you gotta know what you're talking about and 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 really push yourself um and as I did with that retreat. Actually, um, disclaimer, we are not theologians. Not at all. So if you want theology, please go to um, catholicanswers.com. Yes. We are not um, Trent Horn or any of the other wonderful people at uh, Catholic Answers. So just, you know, like... Take it with a grain of salt. We are up to snuff. Let's just say that we are (laughs) devout Catholic men. But, um, you know... There might be times where you're going to need to drop us an email or a comment saying, "Uh, that is actually not true. 
Exactly. Uh, hopefully, there's not a lot of. And folks. we're humble enough to accept it. Yeah, we will do like a call it out on air. How do you say "fe de ratas" in English? Fe de ratas. The erratas is like when you oh, made a mistake in a publication. And I've actually right? never heard that before. Oh, I've never heard so that. So you'll also learn fancy Spanish words yeah. in this podcast. I'm sorry. First time. First time I interrupted. I think, I think that's it. We'll we'll oh. kick it over to Ivan and see how he got where he's at. So me, I'm, I th- I'm the youngest of the three, right? I think so, yes. 37? 38. 34. Yeah, I am the youngest. Look at that. Oh, baby. I know, I'm a baby. Um, No, like, you know, Walter and Gustavo, um, yeah, I'm a cradle Catholic. And I, you know what, for me, I always relate to testimonies. Like, I love testimonies. Like, hearing somebody else talk about, you know, how they got to where they're at. I just think it's so fascinating. Um, So when I was a missionary... And, you know, you have to give a testimony. Everybody had, had a testimony that they would say to the teens. And before I, and you have to write, like, write it down, like, you know, like the beginning, middle, and end, like where so you're at age, now. how old are you? I, so when I did net, I was 24. Okay. And you did it for one year, right? I did it for one year. Um. So when I was writing my testimony, I remember thinking, like, man, like, I don't have a good testimony, like. Nothing big has happened in my life, you know, nothing exciting, nothing dramatic, nothing traumatic or anything like that. So I would always think, like, what am I going to say? Um, but really, like, you know, I was I was living my parents' faith. Um, you know, my parents were, you know, they, 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 they would take us to mass as kids. Um, we were pretty, like, calm children. Like, we weren't, like, the ones that were running around. Um, and... How's that like? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> now my kids are running around, especially my daughter. Um, and so my parents used to take us to mass, and then they they were. Um, have you guys heard? You guys have heard of the cursillo yes. before? Yeah. So my parents were cursillistas, and I don't know. I just kind of got tired of, you know, we would go to the mañanitas, and then we would go to this, and then we would go to this, and I just, I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. This is boring. Like. I just didn't like it. So you don't like mañanitas, bro. After you've been to like, they're all the same. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's it becomes it's like the same thing, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not no bashing disrespect, on it. No, but, no, but I'm not bashing on it. There's gotta be more. Exactly. Right. No, 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 no. For reals. I I still love it. I mean, I go same. still to the, the when they play mariachi here at St. Joan. I'm there at five o'clock in the morning. I same. love it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's beautiful. I just, where I was at that time, I was mm. like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, gotcha. So when I was in high school, that's when I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. Um, I just, yeah, kind of veered off as well. And it wasn't until after I graduated that it was actually my brother-in-law. He's not my brother-in-law. He was my, my, he was your buddy. Yeah, he was my, he's my best friend. I love you, Carlos. Um, <laughs> he's still my best friend. He's my best man at my wedding. Um but he invited. He was part crying. of this. This he's a drummer, so he was part of the band that played the, the mu- the music for the Grupo Oración. Okay. And he invited me and he said, "Hey, you should, you just know. so you know, so we don't have anything against revival." Exactly. He's like, "You should come and check it out." I was like, eh, "No, that's not really my thing," but he kept inviting me. Um. So I finally went to one, and you know, it's the whole praise and worship where. 
everyone's like lifting their hands and hallelujah hallelujah all that and i was like yeah this is this is just not for me this is weird but i kept going back i kept going back and and i've always i've always loved music i mean who doesn't um and i've always liked to sing and uh and this and that and he invited me to be a part of the band and i mean here i was this guy who didn't know anything about the faith um but i was part of the praise and worship band and um i served a retreat well i served and i also lived it they didn't let me serve it you know like fully serve it because i had never been on a retreat i never went to youth group when i was in high school i didn't know what youth group was until after i graduated um so they're like no like we need you to we want you to go through this retreat and that that was the first time i went to adoration was on that retreat and I remember the person that was leading it, he was saying like, and it was in Santa Maria Chapel at St. Joan of Arc. Mm. And he's like, on top of this altar, Jesus is going to be on top of the altar. And I had never seen that. Like my head, I'm like, is a random guy going to be dressed up as Jesus? <laughs> he's going to sit on the altar. Like what's happening? And they bring out this monstrance with, you know, this little white thing in the middle. And I was like, what is that? And I didn't, I didn't really know what it was until, I kind of, I kind of made a connection like, oh, like, yeah, I, I went through my first communion confirmation. I, I received it on Sundays. Well, I haven't received it in a while, but that's, I think that's the body of Christ. And I just, that was the first time in a long time that I've prayed and yeah, the Lord just really changed my heart that day. And I just developed this passion for, for, for youth ministry. And I, I was part of the core team and then, um, another youth minister came into St. Joan of Arc. He's actually a mutual friend of Walter and I. Um, and I just really fell in love with youth ministry. Actually, he's the one responsible for you to go into Nat. Yeah. He was the one responsible. He's the one that told me about Nat because he himself did Nat. Several, with Deanna. Several, yeah. Well, actually with, yeah, he was teammates with, uh, with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look at God. I know. He has such a sense of humor. I know. Um, so he told me about Ned and uh, which, you know, I had to leave being part of his core team, but uh, I went on Ned and it, like I said, it was like a road trip for Jesus. And, you know, what we did is traveled around the country, putting on retreats for, for high schoolers and middle schoolers. And it was, it was beautiful. Um, where I kind of really felt like the Lord really just grabbed my heart was, before we actually hit the road to go traveling, you know, from parish to parish, um, we have like training at the at this place called Camp Wapagasset, but we call it Camp Wapo. Um, it's very handsome. Yeah, Guapo, Wapo. Um, and I remember we were in adoration and kind of how you got the 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 gift of tears mm-hmm. it was kind of like that but i also got the gift of laughter and i just started laughing you get the holy giggles i got the <laughs> i've never heard of that the holy giggles i really did though hashtag holy giggles hashtag holy giggles <laughs> um and that had never happened to me i had been to adoration um before that several times after the first time i went you know and i always had like a you know reverence to to the eucharist but I remember just being there and I don't know, like the Lord just really tugged at my heart and he moved me and I just started laughing. And I remember one of my, one of my friends, like we looked at each other and we were just both laughing of, of joy. Like we were, I was just so happy. Like I had never 
felt that much joy. Like I could just, I knew that the Lord loved me. I knew that the Lord, he just wanted what, wanted the world for me, you know? And it was just beautiful. And then, you know, we, I did Ned and I came back and that's when I decided like, oh, I think I want to be a youth minister. Uh, I became a youth minister. Then our mutual friend left and I became the youth minister after him at St. Joan. And it was around that time that I met my wife. Um, my The our first fr- time around. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the first sorry, time around. Sorry, comadre. I know we, we, we did it twice, but so our mutual friend became a DJ and when he first started off, I was his hype man. Like I would go with him to the events and be like, this sounds great. Play this song next. Just people aren't feeling it. You know? So I was just like the, the one that kind of like checked everything out. And then he did an, an event at, uh, at ASU and that he did a, it was like, it was like one of the sorority nights. And there was this girl that I saw and I was like, Dan, she's kind of cute. You know, I was like, who is this and this and that. What's your and name? Just, What's your telephone number? I know. Well, I was so, I was kind of scared of talking to her then. So some, I, she popped up on my Twitter. I, I don't know if I found her on Twitter. No, 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 no. I know what. I was is this talking, a time where we discovered that you were stalking her? Ivan? No, I wasn't stalking her. I was talking like to... you were stalking her. No, a little bit. <laughs> no, I was talking to one of our mutual friends on Twitter. We're talking about music. And then she commented on that tweet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's her. I was like, yes, let's go. So we kind of started talking about music. And then I sent her a, a message. And then I, I like, you know, kind of moved the conversation so she could give, give me her number. And she did. And that's when we started texting. Ooh. We started dating. We did it for a couple months. She left me. She broke up with me because she wanted to become a, a religious. Um, I forgot about that. Part. And it broke my heart. But several years later, I uh, bamboozled her into going on a, it was on St. Patrick's Day. I said, hey, a bunch of us are going to go get some green beer. Do you want to go with us? <laughs> that's what I told her. And then we went to the place and it was just me and her. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know. I'm glad that it ended up well for I you know, too. But it was such a great night. We like reconnected. She had moved to my side of town and it was like, I, w- I was like, this is it. Like, this is the girl I'm going to marry. Like she's, she's my one. And you know, the Lord just took it that way. And we've been married for two years, going on three years. We have two girls. I'm a hashtag girl dad. the godfather of one of them. He is. Walter is my compadre. Um, so, yeah. So, just, you know, the, the Lord just really worked in my life. And um, I've I've seen and have been part of, you know, great things. I, I've, I had the chance of going to World Youth Day in Madrid, which I have tons of stories. We don't have time Ooh. for that now, but... Oh, I we need to save stories. the one about where you lost your passport. Oh, that's a that's a crazy story. That's that's a very but nail biting one. I know. <laughs> so he yeah, finds it. Spoiler alert. I do. I do. But yeah, I went to World Youth Day, served on Ned, became a youth minister, and became um, a dad. Became a dad, and it's next to marrying my wife is like one of my greatest joys. And um, yeah, I mean the I'm not done yet. The I'm not. Like any of us, I'm not the perfect Catholic, and I don't know everything about the faith. But what are you doing here then? I know right? <laughs> about you new stuff. That's like what I'm here for. Well, that's the thing. That's why we are practicing Catholic, exactly. Because still need to practice. I haven't done it right yet. 
uh well i think that's that's great um to to hear from from both of you i learned a couple of things that i didn't know about you um i think one of the the things that we should this is let, let's do it this way what advice would you give to someone that is listening to this episode and thinking, I don't know, kind of on the fence about this religion thing. What can we give to people to say, make this yours, give it a try. It's worth it. I would say hang out with people that know their faith, you know, um, live it in a way that you haven't, um, be open to God's message for you in your life. Um, cause he, he'll knock the door, right. But he won't open it. Uh, he's a gentleman. Um, so I think that's something that very, that was very helpful for me to be around people that had it together. Even if you go and talk to them, they'll say the same thing Ivan said. They don't have it together, right? But for me, it really pushed me to want to know more, to be around them. And to also model them as fathers, you know, because like I said, the guy that was giving us the the classes, the parent classes, he had seven kids. And you would see him with a huge smile on his face at 6.30 at night when he came to talk to us. And you're like, I want that. I want that. That's what I said. You know, I saw that in him. And you would ask him how you're doing and you would see uh, a a tiredness in his face. But he would never tell you. I'm like, it's been a huge, long day. I'm done. No, he was always like, it's been a good day today. You know, And, and you could see in his eyes that it was sincere. So for me, surrounding myself with 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 men like that um was really refreshing right and that's what i would the advice that i would give yeah i think uh, what i what i saw uh, the the common denominator for our three stories is that it, it, there's some sort of invitation right and in my case it was um a good friend of mine in your case was uh, carlos that invited you to that in gustavo's case was uh Carolina. Um, so I think that one of the important parts of the invitation is that you are able to back it up. So maybe whoever is listening that you have a person that you, that you are like, that person needs to get closer to God, not only extend the invitation, but also offer community to them. Because I feel like most of the times, um, especially with men, we don't have friends in our thirties and it can become, we can become very isolated. And I think this is one of the crises that, um, that are attacking men that the more and more we are isolated, that the easier that it is for, for the enemy to attack us and, and to drive us further away from God. So, um, and we'll probably do an episode on, on fellowship and, um, and the importance of having, um, friends who are also practicing the faith because same thing like back in mexico the only other practicing catholic that i knew 
was Otto. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that, that's, that's great. But um, you need to have your, your own tribe, your own uh, community that you are part of. That belonging, it's always going to be like, even when we say that the, the church is universal, is Catholic, um, there's still that effort that we need to make to cross the aisle, to talk to the other person, to um, ask them how they are. Uh, to just introduce yourself, you know, if you see someone at mass every Sunday, and but you don't know their name, just go over after mass and be like, "Hey, my name is Walter. I see you come to mass uh, every Sunday. I never asked your name." You know, that's how I met a, a whole bunch of people at at Saint John of Mark. Um, so, just. For those listening, think about it. And also, we would like to hear about your um, uh, conversion or reversion stories. If you are a convert to the faith, we would love to hear a good story about um, uh, how you made your way to the the Roman Catholic Church. Um, if you are not Roman Catholic, if you are from a different right, uh, or you know, if you're Eastern Orthodox or, or something like that, we would also love to to hear from you. Or if you know someone that um, is a Melkite Catholic or any other right, that um, that would be wonderful for us to keep this conversation going about um, conversion, reversion, however you want to call it. But always, always thinking of ourselves as a work in progress. We are still in this uh, pilgrimage towards our real home, um, which is heaven, uh, to be in union with, with God. And um, we're just trying our darnest to to eventually get there, and not because of our merits, but because um, God wants us to, to be there. Um, and, and we have a, a faithful God that doesn't break his promises. So have hope in that. We hope that you have enjoyed this um, second episode of uh, Barbatos Catholic Podcast. And um, before we close it out, any last remarks that we want to say? No. I mean, I think you guys are right on the money. Nice. And all that. So. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode. We are Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. We hope you have enjoyed the show. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate or review and review um, on Apple Podcasts and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. Um, as usual, follow us on As Usual. It's the second episode. Yeah, I almost... <laughs> like I've been saying for years, just follow us on Instagram. <laughs> this is how comfortable I feel already. <clears throat> follow us on Instagram at Barbatus Catholic Podcast. You can also email us hello at Barbatus Catholic Podcast.com. On the web, we are at www.barbatuscatholicpodcast.com uh, where you will find show notes for this episode and other episodes. And um, blessed Solanus Casey. Pray, pray, pray for, us. for us. Until the next time. <laughs>